Welcome to Slightly Sobbing. We are on BFF.fm. I am your host, Sensitive Urban Female, and we're in the studio with Ted. Do you have a nickname? I mean, if we're talking social media here or the gram. The gram. Mo- mo- most of the time, uh, it's excellent question. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll do that. Excellent question. I mean, that's like... We're in the studio with excellent question. <laughs> I mean, I got that name because it was like hopes that it would be my next music project of some sort or whatever project i invest my life into next (laughs) and when i was like oh it's available on instagram i better steal this while i can that's a good band name yeah it all came about on accident actually uh i was (laughs) i was leaving hanging out with one of my friends one day and he asked who was playing at our wonderful employer, the independent. And mm-hmm. I said, excellent question meaning I didn't know and needed to look it up. <laughs> and he goes, cool. What kind of music are they? <laughs> oh my God. And you're like, they're my music now. Yeah, um, genius. So, <laughs> you stupid, beautiful genius. <laughs> um, so today we are talking about the ultra sad topic of ready for this drum roll, please. Are you a drummer? No. Yes, you are. Or is Cade the drummer? Cade was the drummer. Okay, whatever. Puberty. Because everyone's really sad about that. At least when it's happening. In hindsight. And, I mean, worst time of my life, probably. I think it's the worst time of everybody's lives. So many questions. And the public school education system does not do a good job of explaining what the fuck is actually going to happen. Especially to the sexual organ counterpart. Like I was telling an excellent question earlier. I didn't know. Okay, actually, let me read this Wikipedia thing first. And then I will tell you what I did not know about the male... um, genital reproductive system (laughs) um so puberty via wikipedia is the process of physical changes through a child's body that matures into an adult's body capable of sex (laughs) that's capable of sexual reproduction it is initiated by hormonal signals from the brain to the (laughs) gonads oh okay the ovaries in a girl the testes in a boy see like i think i blocked out all this like sexual um education information because i thought that gonads was like a joke word i didn't think that that was actually does it say that on wikipedia yes it says brain to the gonads the ovaries in a girl the testes in a boy so gonads are your reproductive organs whoa which i had no idea i thought that was like something my brother used to call me as a fucking joke well i mean it could just be some wikipedia troll fucking with us i don't think so but listeners tell us if it's true or not yeah um so on average girls begin puberty ages 10 to 11 and end puberty 15 to 17 boys begin 11 to 12 and end around 16 or 17 the major landmark of puberty for females is menstruation or it says men (laughs) men arche which i think is just menstruation and the onset um for boys is ejaculation uh which occurs on average at age 13 which i did not know didn't realize that men but that's like such that's so much more fun as a landmarker of you i was just thinking about like (laughs) becoming (laughs) well like when when you were talking about women i was like wow what a climax i'm like what's the men's and then you read it and i was like oh well that is the climax god damn it so so horrible yeah that's wow talk about yeah, you, you ladies have it rough from the start there, oh, I guess. trust me, it starts, the trauma starts much before puberty. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, puberty sucks. Um, 
it also is coupled with you being young. So being young and then having all these fucking hormones thrown at you. Also not knowing who you are, but like becoming intelligent is like the worst combination of things. Oh yeah. That's why I think it's like the worst time period because you know, when you're in high school, you're kind of a little cockier. Yeah. So it's cool. Like, you're oh, like, yeah. You have a lot of hormones, but, like, it's not that big of a deal because you at least know how to, like, articulate your emotions a little bit better. But when you're in eighth grade, you're just like, shut up, mom. Yeah. Between 16 and 18, you really kind of start to figure out, like, the foundation of who you are. Like, you have a car. You're, at this point, have hopefully hooked up with a couple people. Yeah. Uh, drank a beer. No, I don't do that. I didn't do that in high school. Uh, well, or like just, just anything, anything that, that's like, like a landmarker that yeah. like gives you confidence. I feel it. Yeah, but then like, so therefore it's a little easier to like, just be like, oh, all right, like this sucks, but I'm dealing with it because I can. Puberty also sucks because in middle school, certain people start earlier than others. And then some people just don't start until like literally middle of high school. I was a little bit of a later starter. Like, I remember, like, being made fun of because they're like, you don't have any boobs. And I remember literally this happened to me seventh grade to eighth grade summer. I, like, got boobs and everyone's like, what happened? (laughs) And I'm like, ugh. So, like, what are we in a fucking, like, teen movie? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think the worst part about that age is that people are just fucking mean. Oh, my God. So mean. They're so mean. I'm not going to lie. I was an eighth grade bully. I'll give you some stories to back that assumption up would you say this was a result of your raging hormones causing you to be vengeful rageful i think i I was just an angry kid because i didn't know how to cope with like certain aspects of my childhood that like were not ideal and like i i grew up in a really rich neighborhood so like i think i was like angry but i didn't want to be angry so i was just mean to like certain kids to like make them feel lesser yeah (laughs) which is so mean and so horrible and i like think i like, in freshman year, I totally changed, like, a leaf. And I, like, remember, like, being friends with some of the kids I bullied. And they're like, you were really mean in eighth grade. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. I don't know why. See, I was the opposite end of the spectrum. I was the one that people were mean to. No, that's because you're, like, probably had, like, a normal childhood. And your mom was probably nice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, my mom is nice. My mom's great. I'm just saying. I mean, that was definitely part of it. But at the same time, too, I felt my parents, like, especially in my younger years, they really, like sheltered me from certain things that were popular like the perfect example is south park Mm -hmm. you know in fourth grade which i watch south park now and i'm like yeah fourth grade was way too young for me to be watching (laughs) south park but at the time i didn't you know understand that i was just fucking pissed you're like why can't i watch this yeah like everyone else at school watches it and my mom's like well you're not everyone else at school oh i hated that uh, argument. so did i i also never got it because my mom just let me do whatever i wanted but i did hate it for my friends that got that but because of that too like it's not even that kids are just mean at that age they're also very inappropriate and try to kind of push the boundaries mm-hmm. of what they can get away with so I wasn't, like, up to date on all these terms. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to things like gonads or whatever. Yeah, like, what the they, they would all talk about all sorts of crazy shit. And most of my friends were either, like, youngest siblings mm-hmm. or they had, they had a high-speed like internet them. connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had someone teaching them. And, like, you want to talk about, like, a real weird puberty moment like finding your first porn oh god and this was that was eighth grade for me 
for my me, friend showed me. I'm like, I don't want to see this. They're like, come on. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> well, for me, I did not download porn yeah. like the rest of the world was doing at that time because this was about 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember the first time I looked up porn on the internet and it was on that uh, program Kazaa. And I just remember... <laughs> The results did not that is, stop. It sounds por- crazy. Oh, it was like Napster, or one of those things. But for porn, it for everything. Oh, okay. You mostly downloaded music. Okay, you know, okay, it was okay. just peer to peer file sharing. Okay, but basically, I typed in just porn one day, and the results <laughs> did not stop coming to the point where I had to unplug my computer from the wall. <laughs> the program would not exit. I was trying to quit. I was trying to control alt delete. Nothing was happening. Yeah, I didn't want my parents to know that I was looking at porn. But the first (laughs) one I saw, my friend paid someone at school who had older siblings, irresponsible parents, to record the Spice Network for six hours. What is Spice Network? It was just a porn network that you had if you, A, had premium cable, or B... Oh, it was like on HBO or something? No, it was a premium channel like HBO, but it was just porn. And this person's family notoriously had a black box because when you live in a small town, people know these things about your family. What is a black box? Ha. So it's this (laughs) thing that people used to hook up to the cable outlets where it could illegally take channels. And you basically had every channel for free. They were super illegal, but people used to just tweak them. So you could get every channel. Is this channel. like a New Jersey thing? No. And I'm Are from, you from? I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. I can always get you and Corpus confused. Well. Jersey boys. But you I'm, also give me shit about the Jersey Shore all the time. Well, I do have a love of Mike the Situation Sorrentino and Vinny. And, Anyways, uh, I'm sorry. Gang. So we had a black box. Yeah. A black box basically gave you all these channels that you had to pay extra money for for free. So my friend got this kid taped the spice network for six hours and i just remember i went over to his house one day before school and his parents left and he looks at me and says dude i gotta show you something and he lifts up his mattress and there's just this blank vhs underneath it's just exactly what you would expect first kids porno to be yeah but there were kids who were my age that had already seen tons of this shit. Okay, wait. So, like, did kids, like, watch porn together? Like, male friends? Like Some of them probably did. And jerked off, like, together? I don't get it. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to tell this story. Yes. But, okay, this hell doesn't have yes. anything to do with me, actually. Oh, so, no, this was my two neighbors. I was not present for this event, but there's this one kid we grew up with. He was a fucking weirdo. He... We kind of lost track of him up until a couple weeks ago and someone found out what he was doing, but that's another story altogether. (laughs) However, there was this famous story where he also had a black box Uh and they were watching like Skinamax at his house one day and I remember he had a towel around him. This is, of course, according to my friend who was there Mm. and he threw a towel at my friend and said, hey man, feel free to whack it if you have a towel. Oh my god uh, puberty 13 year old boys suck oh yeah and that was the thing i up until this point had never seen porn before yeah but all my peers had seen all that and shit and you're like fuck this is kind of cool they they would make jokes about like jenna jameson or famous porn stars that they had seen and <laughs> 
talk about intricate details and I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. So I would be asking questions and that would kind of show my shelteredness, I guess. You know, they knew that I was not as educated in these fields as them so they would make fun of me all the time for that shit so sad because like i said middle schoolers are fucking mean they are hella mean um okay let's go ahead and take a little bit of a break when we come back we're going to be talking about very sad eighth grade stories ted has one lined up for us it's going to be great it's about how kids are mean (laughs) kids are mean uh we'll probably be talking about eighth grade relationships talking about like other puberty things so stay tuned uh this curated playlist is by excellent question um and it's pretty dope it's all eighth grade tunes you want to speak on it a little bit i mean i just tried to put things on there that i like took solace in while going through puberty these are all great yeah it's a lot of pop punk because at the time i was so i'm gonna throw on some taking back sunday because we need to um, See, that was your that's era. my eighth grade yeah I'll throw mine was my slightly before <laughs> all right guys thanks for staying tuned this is on bff.fm i am your host sensitive urban female and we are on slightly sobbing thanks for staying tuned and we will be right back
And we're back. Hello. That was a very quick transition. I apologize. Um, anyways, what's up? We are in the studio with excellent question. Yeah. Set. Um, and we're talking about the ever so exciting puberty. Yeah. What a turbulent time in our lives. So about what time did you start puberty? I feel like I got like, I got like D.O. or I got like B.O. when I was like in like fourth grade and my mom's like oh you're gonna start puberty early and then i like didn't get my period or like boobs or anything until like eighth grade maybe like the end of eighth grade so it was just very confusing because i was told my entire life like you're gonna go through puberty early like my sister went like went through puberty in like fourth grade and so did my mom and like people like damn like they got their periods like that young and i was like okay and they're like like my sister has like very big like boobs and shit and i'm like okay cool like I'm in it. Like, we're good. And then, like, nothing happened. And everyone's like, what's wrong with you? And then my mom's like, oh, sorry, honey. You're not getting any boobs. I'm like, what the fuck? I was, like, so pissed. Yeah, I didn't have to worry about whether or not my boobs would come in. But I had other issues. Like, you know, there there Did was... kids make fun of you when your voice dropped? Oh, that was the story I was about to tell. Yes. All right. And <laughs> um, we are in it go this is this is a good one um so as far as i know they still do this back home but if they don't okay um (laughs) in sixth grade the entire class would always take this trip to a environmental camp up in maine in eighth grade in sixth grade okay yes we do that too it's like called like outdoor ed so We went to a place called Stone, but a bunch of other people since have gone to what they call Nature's Classroom, which is such a funny kids' camp name. Nature's Classroom. Stupid. Well, we went to Stone, and I shared a room with, like, three of my best friends at the time, and it was, like, one of the first times I'd ever been away with my school peers i'd been going Mm. to camp my whole life so this was nothing new to me wow camp boy oh i love going to camp i never got to go to camp except for outdoor ed so well we're we're gonna have to talk about that because that's a whole other thing to do (laughs) with puberty that (sighs) that also plays into some of these song selections as well but anywho so i get the stone 
I get off the bus and I'm like so excited because I'm with my classmates in Maine and you know everyone's trying to sneak out and cause trouble and go make out with girls in the woods but this time it's like with your classmates and that's cool and all except I got off the bus and my voice started cracking <laughs> like immediately it oh, no. started immediately and at I'd first and at first I didn't know if I was like sick or something. I thought <laughs> I was sick. Public school education system, guys. No one understands what's happening to their bodies. But it's not even that I didn't understand what was happening. Like if this had been any other week, I'd have gone home and my mom would have been like, oh, your voice is changing. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. You're getting old. And they would have, my parents would have explained to me what was happening when I complained that my throat felt weird. But <laughs> instead, I was just... Out there in Maine with my teachers who were definitely not going to explain it to me. Oh. And with a bunch of mean sixth graders. So I remember one day, because every day you did some different hike or something. And we were getting off the bus from this one hike. And these girls in my class stopped me. And they're like, are you really getting sick? Or are you just going through puberty? Oh and I was like what like i didn't have any reaction because honestly i didn't fucking know it was terrible i had no response and i was like kind of offended that they would even ask me such a thing but turns out they were kind of on the money there but then like what happened so you're just upset about it and then like didn't think about it i didn't know if that was actually what was happening and then sure enough i got home and my voice was forever kind of different and that was the end i mean your voice cracks for a while and like as the years go by every now and then it'll still crack which is funny <laughs> that's like a funny puberty is this, thing is that for the guys. sad puberty question or that this is that this worst day you had at school oh no if okay, you want to cool. get into that story no, we're getting into it later we're saving that for later oh that's the grand finale oh it's pretty bad um you know what i think is the most annoying is how girls aren't in like are not encouraged to like talk about their periods and shit like i remember no one talked about it and i'm gonna tell my sad story first um i was like in eighth grade and for some reason i don't know you know like eighth graders are just weird like i didn't want to change in the morning because i was like tired so i like slept in the jeans that i was gonna wear the next day I don't know. I was like 13. Just people are weird. I mean, it makes sense. I still do that now when okay. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> I don't do that now because it's not comfortable. But anyway, so I like wore these jeans. I didn't know that I like had started my period. And then until I got to like second period, uh, <laughs> second period, yeah. like PE. And I took off my jeans and I was like, oh, my God. And it was like there was like a blood stain on the jeans. Oh and I was God. like, fuck. And like someone saw it and they're like, what is that? And I was like, I don't know. And then I had to like lie the rest of the day and like i had to go to like the office and get like basketball shorts and then everyone's like why are you wearing basketball shorts oh my god i got dress code they're like your pants were fine i don't and i'm like nope i got dress code like so humiliated no one even knew i don't think anyone fucking knew but these girls in the gym class were like what like what is that and i was like nothing and like they're the only ones that knew and like i was like everyone's gonna know because they're gonna tell them it was like so humiliating but like just goes to show that like women didn't get encouraged to talk about those sorts of things it was a faux pas it's still a faux pas for some fucking reason when it's like i'm sorry i'm in discomfort and i'm bleeding not 
from my wanting to be bleeding. So I'm going to talk about it. Well, I always feel women definitely get it worse than guys because, like, guys, it's like this funny, weird little pissing contest where they're like, oh, my mustache is thicker than yours. <laughs> but, like, the minute, like, girls start developing, I feel like it sucks because now all eyes are on you from, like, you're getting all this unwanted male attention for whatever reason. Yeah. Because that's what... Because men are the worst. Well, yeah, because their sexuality is just starting to ping left and right, and they don't know how to handle it. But then at the same time, like, you're getting it from other girls, too, who are fucking pissed that you're either developing quicker than them, or if you're not developing fast enough, they can look at you and ridicule you, which is like... Oh, God, being a woman in middle school is probably the worst. oh god i totally i totally feel for you for that i mean reason. woman identify whatever yeah you know what i mean um because yeah i don't know i hate i hate being adolescent and an adult it's all hard oh man it was definitely just um, such a it's a time period where you're asking a lot of questions and there also, aren't any real answers like my big question is why do they separate the girls and the boys like i don't know like i said i didn't know that you became like sexually active like the first time you ejaculated and i didn't know that literally until today when i read that on wikipedia and that's because sex ed is trash like why they don't first of all tell you, they like are like abstinence is key it's like okay well can you tell me how to prevent pregnancy without that because like Let's be fucking real. I don't even think there's, like, what's the percentage? Here, I'm going to look it up. Well, let me ask you, when did you have sex ed in school? Uh, I started in, like, fifth grade. Really? And you just had it kind of, like, regularly? Uh, Every year. We had it, like, one, like, in the beginning of each year or, like, at the end of each year. I can't remember. And then, like, freshman year, we had, like, health class, and Mm -hmm. we learned about it actually together. No, I think they still split us up when we were talking about, like, the sex organ talk, but whatever. So they split us up. And then, like, we watched a baby being born, like, that video that they show you freshman year, and then that was it. And then we didn't have any sex ed after freshman year. So I only had it twice. I had it seventh grade and tenth grade. What? And both times it was with everybody. Like, they didn't separate us or anything. But I felt like tenth grade, it was way more, like in your face they were well they're probably like this is a little too late for us now but here we go yeah and my health teacher was this very uh upfront blonde woman by the name of miss ferguson (laughs) and miss ferguson kind of reminded me of angela from the office but a little more like loose in the sense that she you know could talk about sex things while angela obviously would not (laughs) so she was like very not cool about it but still like had to do it well no she just like resembled her physically but she was like three percent of you sorry i have to interrupt (laughs) this three percent of the u.s population seems like a small number but that is nearly 10 what is this 10 million people that wait until to have sex until they're married so only three percent of people wait to have sex and they teach you abstinence basically in most only sex ed classes i mean so all these people are having babies because they don't fucking know how to do contraception oh we were definitely taught about condoms when i was in sex ed but that was such a part of the whole thing that we did not take seriously because we were teenage boys 
But that was, again, that was the 10th grade one. So at this point, it was all just ridiculous. Yeah. And we just, because also you have, again, I, I said how, like, when you're 16 to 18, you're a little more cocky <laughs> and rebellious. We were, like, willing to try and fuck with our health teacher to see if she would. Like, say, like, penis. <laughs> well, I just. Did you guys re- play the penis game when you were in 10th grade? I never partook in that thing, but there were definitely people around me who did that shit. Annoying. But like a perfect example of how not seriously we took sex ed in 10th grade was I had a friend raise his hand one day and say, if a woman has herpes and gives birth, is it a bumpy ride? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh... And like he asked that trying to seem sincere but that's what i mean you know we were cocky enough that we didn't take that shit seriously and we're trying to fuck with our teachers because we were 16 year olds but before that i don't think anybody my age would have dared ask a teacher that because while we were just confused adolescent fuckers we also had not ventured far enough yet to know what we could and could not get away with weird I this is that's like this all of this is sad I'm really glad we're doing this topic um <laughs> but it's also kind of funny <laughs> it's funny that's what my whole show show is about it's like humor and the horrible aspects of life um anyways let's go ahead and take a little bit of a music break um up next we are playing all my fault by did we already play that nope nope Definitely all my not. fault by phoenix texas right it's just phoenix tx i think texas it's texas guys um anyways <laughs> thanks for staying tuned on bff. <laughs> bff.fm i am your host sensitive female and we're in the studio with ted slash excellent question it's only one person don't worry about it and we will be right back talking about all your puberty needs Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we've had our fun, but it seems the fun is over now, and that's alright. It's alright.
Stand by 
Thank you guys all for staying tuned on Slightly Sobbing. We are talking about puberty. No? There's oh, a car alarm. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. That was distracting me because I'm still very much a 12-year-old in the sense that my attention, attention span, span is short as hell. All right, and I forgot to introduce you. This is an excellent question, guys, if you're just tuning in. Yes. Because I know everyone is listening at 4 a.m. live. Hell yeah. In the morning, which we are recording live also. All the sad people like work in the Bay Bridge toll booth. Oh my God. Yes. Fuck. I should really um, market to them. You, you should bring them flyers next time. Flyers. Well, next time you're taking like an Uber to work and you go through just quickly like be like, yo, let me just hop out and give them a flyer. I'm into it. Okay, cool. Well, that's going to be my new marketing pitch um, <laughs> for all the bridge toll worker sad sad boys um anyways guys nah i don't want a sad girl fan base no, i'm just kidding i'm a sad girl <laughs> um so we were talking about puberty obviously more like what happens when you get your period and shit as an eighth grader and like no one talks about it but the better funner funner the more fun topic is eighth grade relationships i'm also just going with eighth grade because like i don't remember seventh grade very well i only really remember eighth grade for some reason uh, i remember all three of those miserable years technically oh, we four because grade because fifth for middle grade school. oh so middle school for me was sixth through eighth grade but i kind of lump fifth grade in there too because I felt that it was kind of like in the mix. Did you guys go to the same school? No. Fifth, like my hometown had a population influx when I was born and you had four schools in this tiny ass town. So you went kindergarten through second grade in one, third through fifth, sixth through eighth, ninth through twelfth. Ours was K through third, fourth through sixth, seventh, eighth, and then high school. I've come to learn... As I meet people from all over the country, that's typically how the public schools are broken up in smaller towns. I don't know. Oh, like the way that yours is? No, the way that yours was. Oh, yeah. I mean, ours is a very suburban area, but I think a lot of some schools in the district even did um, K through fifth and then sixth through eighth. Yeah, I've heard that. That was like the other. I've heard that one too, but I think it's so bizarre that for my sleepy little hometown growing up we went to four different schools the fact that we even had did they four have to different shut schools. down a bunch of them once like your guys's generation grew out of it that's kind of what did happen that's yeah. kind of what happened with my school too my district they like shut down a bunch of schools because like people stopped moving there i mean that's kind of a or they'd stop bringing moving kids there that's kind of a whole issue in america right now but that's a Anyways, whole, that's a whole other podcast today we're talking about puberty. puberty um so what was your when was your first what was your first girlfriend oh man um i don't even know if like the first two that i remember were like so not a thing and like i didn't even know what the hell was that doesn't happening matter. that's like why it's funny what was your first girlfriend oh. i'll tell you mine because we already went over this okay her name was 
Allison Buchanan. She was a year younger than me. She was friends with one of my classmates and nothing like I didn't even know this person. Like I would call her after school and like there was there's nothing. I don't even know what we <laughs> talked about. I didn't have anything to offer. Oh, I hated like weird phone calls. Did you guys oh, I guess you might have been a little too old for this. Like right in 8th grade is when AMI became you, a thing. You mean AIM? I'm, yeah. I'm AIM. Um, I'm um but like that was right when it became a thing. I remember I made my sister make me a Hotmail account. I still have it. It's <laughs> she's she made it Lizzie 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 at hotmail.com. That's actually awesome. It was stupid. Um, no, that's awesome. So that was my like Hotmail MSN Messenger like email account. Yeah, we had we had AOL. That's how we talked to, to like our significant others. Oh yeah, that wannabe ones. That came in about sixth grade, and that's what I was gonna get into. Is like the first girlfriend I had, where I was doing that, but talking on the phone, and then like I'd hang out with her at school was this girl Jessie Benoit and what's funny about her <laughs> is she went out with like every one of my friends throughout middle school like she was just nice. that girl who went out with every guy in middle school was and she hot no but this goes back to what we were talking about females developing I swear to god she was just like super overdeveloped at a young age <laughs> and then all the guys in my grade and in my neighborhood were like, oh my God, like I'm going to go out with Jesse Benoit with the same <laughs> intentions that I know I had, which in sixth grade, I was just like, oh, this girl has big boobs. Like, like that was my entire motivation. And even if I'd had the chance to see them, I'm not even sure I would have <laughs> known what to do or how to react. I would have probably just sat there with my fucking mouth wide open. Like, oh, <laughs> I wouldn't have had a clue. Ugh. And I mean, even when I see some girls naked now, I still don't have a clue. Oh my God. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. you're not. <laughs> but either way, she was like my first like girlfriend that like, I How felt like it was date? mutual. Oh, probably like two or three weeks. And nice. again, it was just like talking online and talking long, on the long phone. relationship. I'm into it. And she was like such a mean person in the grand scheme of things like when when it came to an end and this will inevitably lead to my worst day ever story at yes. the end but you should know the precursor is i dated jesse benoit in sixth grade okay and she wanted to like ruin my life after that <gasps> and she was because you broke up with her oh no she broke up with me oh then what's her damage her damage was I did not take the news very well and then just sort of being a mean middle school asshole that I was setting out to make her life hell. And then she reciprocated in a way that was far superior and therefore she kind of won the war. Hmm. I, I will admit that at this juncture in my life that she totally won the fucking okay, war. Wait, so what happened though? Are you not going to go into it yet? Do you? Uh, I can do that now. You should just go into it. Right, I so need to know. So Jesse Benoit broke up with me and I... In sixth grade. In sixth grade. And I was just like a dick, you know? I was 11. I didn't know how to react to this kind of stuff yet. I hadn't developed any sense of like real ego. Yeah. So the one event I remember 
in particular. This just sort of happened back and forth, you know, when you're in the same class. Mm -hmm. But one day, her and I were arguing about something, and my math teacher, who did not like me, and I don't blame her, but (laughs) she kicked me out of class. You probably were, like, the most rambunctiously annoying. Oh, I was so obnoxious. (laughs) I was the worst. Yes. That's why middle school seemed like such a funny time to discuss today. Blake Gregory. Yep. Who the fuck is... Okay, that was really annoying, but, like, probably, like, is a sweet, nice guy, but, like, now he was, like, not very nice. He was very annoying. Yeah, what up, Blake? Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, so she kicks me out, and as I'm walking out, I said something about, like, oh, I'm only not doing my work because of this dweeb, which isn't even that bad. She stood up, shoved her fucking desk... like over and screamed all right now you are really pissing me off this little girl she was not a no the girl oh my god so that was one of many little occurrences that happened so fast forward wait did you not get in trouble for saying that oh no she did get in trouble okay but i was constantly in more trouble but this is where everything takes a drastic turn so (laughs) One day, one day I come into school, and if you are in the school jazz band, I think it was. I think Mm -hmm. I was in the jazz band at the time. Um, (laughs) Nerd. Yeah, fuck yeah. (laughs) Um, You had to come into school 45 minutes early Mm -hmm. for jazz band. So I come in early, do the thing, um, but when I was in middle school, they would put each grade in a different area of the school eighth graders were outside seventh graders were in the cafeteria sixth graders were in the auditorium i missed the auditorium as a result of being in jazz band that's how it worked so while everyone was in the auditorium jesse benoit had enlisted some friends of hers to bring in a photograph of me that was very incriminating and what it was was that at age four because of my I walked funny as a kid. I walked with my feet turned in. And because mm-hmm. of my neighbor at the time of this, I took ballet lessons. Oh, cool. So, That's not, is I mean, it, yeah. yeah. Is it cool? Because. Dude, ballet that, like makes you have hella good balance and then like crazy core work. Well. Like, these kids are just mean. Exactly. That day in sixth grade, those weren't really going to help me by telling them I now had great balance in a great core. <laughs> they were not going to let that fly. Oh, God. But the picture... So she knew about it? There were girls in my ballet class that I went to school with still. Mm. So she figured that out. She had them bring in a picture, and they <gasps> passed it all around <gasps> the auditorium. Oh, no. So I'm sitting there in, like... Oh, what a traumatic experience. Oh, yeah. So... Where my homeroom was was where my other three teachers had their classrooms, too, because we had four teachers in sixth grade. And we had this little common space that everyone would rendezvous in. Mm -hmm. And I walk into the common space, and somebody walks right up to me and says, You took ballet, you fucking freak? Oh, no. And I had no idea what they were talking about. And then as everyone started to file in and everyone making fun of me and everyone telling me how they like passed this picture around the auditorium, the whole school Did you knew. Tell on her? I would have told on her. I mean, I didn't really have any proof, but everyone <laughs> was giving me shit and I had 
no like even my friends you know they were kind of distancing themselves from me at that point being like you so lame like what a dumb thing to make fun of someone for well this was also a time period where that one f word that we don't ever want to say at yeah. this juncture anymore in life was, was getting... very flown out. Of oh yeah. It was proportion. used very liberally, but you're sitting there and everyone's screaming it at you and laughing at you. And I fucking ran away into the bathroom uh-huh. and I cried in the bathroom stall for a good 15 minutes and thought my life was over. And I remember walking into homeroom right when the bell rang and everyone was in their seats and everyone looked at me cause I was the last one in and, everyone was snickering at me (gasps) so sad it gets even worse oh no so i'm already bummed this sucks everyone's making fun of me i can't escape it and i can't escape it because it's true i did take ballet yeah but of course when you're 11 you don't know how to own that shit no you know so poor baby (laughs) so i get called into the office in my like first or second period class come to find out not only did jesse benoit bring this picture in to incriminate me her mom called the school and reported me for giving her daughter who is an angel that would never do anything a ton of shit (laughs) and i mean i'm not innocent in this story whatsoever I, i don't want it to seem like i you know did nothing wrong because i was a little asshole yeah but she (laughs) had this masterful plan and just ruined me for months and the fact too that you know the principal is sitting there grilling me and i'm just in tears (laughs) you know can't even control myself and when he pulls her into the office she's just like i had nothing to do with this of course that bitch yeah so it was so harsh and I just I didn't live that down for a long time. Yeah. You know, every day on the bus, the older kids knew, so they tried to make my life hell. Aww. And every person in the cafeteria who I walked past that had any sort of problem with me, which in sixth grade was most people. Um Fair enough. They all would, you know, throw stuff at me and call me names, and it was just so humiliating. But it was all because of a middle school relationship that had gone super sour. But that's, like, the negative one, you know? Yeah. There were so many more positive ones, like, because I went away to summer camp every year, and that's how I really... That's a whole other side of the puberty relationship spectrum that is freaking wild like playing truth or dare with girls in a field with no adult supervision whatsoever i didn't do that Uh, i was (laughs) well i did maybe when i was like very young but i stopped doing bad stuff in middle school well that game led to my first real kiss which is is a brighter story than the one i just told so yeah wait tell us the uh first kiss story and then i'll tell my first kiss story because it's pretty sad it's sad (laughs) i'll tell yeah you'll you'll get the gist okay you go ahead first so yeah i played this game at truth or dare at camp one weekend and on the weekends too it was known that there was a lot less supervision because half the counselors Mm. would take off yeah and they would consolidate all the campers so oh my god you had a first kiss at camp so like no one believed you oh yeah definitely most of my (laughs) friends at school did not believe me but 
whatever i didn't really care at that point um puberty had <laughs> not been kind to me that summer and also got me into other issues with my friends but either way i remember that we were playing truth or dare and we made the plan it was three guys three girls and somehow we all picked who it was going to be, but we were like, okay, tonight after we brush our teeth behind the upper bathrooms, we're all going to kiss. And we're like, okay. It's like so, a murder-suicide pact. Yeah. So we all got done brushing our teeth, and like I was in my pajamas holding my bag with all my <laughs> toothbrush and floss and soap in it and shit. Oh and me and this girl, Sarah Hayden, locked lips Girl. behind the bathrooms ideally the most unromantic place to have a first kiss <laughs> ever no i think i'm gonna beat you but it was i was so excited and she grew up to be super foxy the last time i ever saw her i was like wow you you're like you hacker yeah you developed post-puberty into a beautiful well-rounded woman and then i never saw her again so sarah hayden if you're out there listening misconnection yeah um from puberty just kidding okay so my first kiss story oh boy actually i'm gonna go with my first boyfriend story because this is me being an asshole so there was a kid i'm not gonna give him the give the full name because i don't want to put him on blast but let's just tell say his name started with a j and his last name is anis so he's a very he was like a very cute like nice boy like i really liked him as a human i thought he was like very sweet and he had like a crush on me it was like the first person who had ever had a crush on me um, and then he asked me to be his girlfriend and I was like, okay, but then kids are fucking assholes and they're like, so Lizzie, how's your Anna or anus? <laughs> Damn it. Anus it's, a lot, it's pronounced anus, but everyone would be like, how's your anus? And I'm like, oh, this is so, I can't take it anymore. So I had my friend go and break up with him <laughs> while I hid in the bathroom in Damn. sixth grade. You really are a sensitive I'm a horrible female. <laughs> um, so this was my, yeah, that was me as a sixth grader. And then fast forward to eighth grade, I got my first kiss in a very romantic spot. So I, for some reason in eighth grade, really wanted to prove to people that I could like do wrestling because I thought it was funny. So I did wrestling. Um, and then I kind of surprised myself because I actually like liked it. It was like fun. I, I was just doing it mostly because I was like, this is funny. But then I was like, oh, shit, I actually like this. this is dope. So I was like, okay at it. I wasn't great at it. But I was like, I liked the attention. I liked that guys were like, oh, she's badass. Totally. And I wasn't like really like buff or anything. Like I was the same size I am now, essentially. Were you wiry? Is that what you would be? Yeah, considered? I was wiry. I was tiny and like very wiry. Did um, you compete too? Yeah, I did. I did a bunch of competitions. I was like pretty buff. Like I was like buff and skinny. So I like. I mostly wrestled people who, like, I was tiny. I was, like, 100 pounds. So, like, I wrestled people who hadn't gone through puberty yet. <laughs> so that meant that I beat a bunch of boys and, like, their dads got, like, hella pissed. But that's, like, a little bit of more backstory. So, yeah, eighth grade was fun for me. That's um, some Liz I did Lemon shit. cheerleading the year before. So it was just very, like, what the fuck is this person? Um, so I met this guy named Steven Schleicher. I'm not going to put him on blast because he's an asshole, but we he was my first like boyfriend first kiss and our first kiss was on the wrestling mat at wrestling practice in front of everybody in front of everybody wow it was like after wrestling practice or something and i was like waiting for my mom to pick me up and like he kissed me and i'm like god damn it (laughs) so whatever so whatever we broke up because he like ended up being like annoying or something and then i four years later i had not talked to him since eighth grade since we broke up Four years, literally the last week of high school, I was like devastated. 
I had just gotten broken up with from my high school boyfriend. So I was just like ready to get the fuck out of there. It was like the last day of school rally. I was in student government. So I was like bringing something to the gym. I run into Steven Schleicher and he goes, hey. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you're a fucking bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I like didn't know what to say because I was like so fuming and like just like mad because I was like, I am not a bitch. <laughs> I guess some people are still mean after. Apparently, that four years era. later. But then I was like, didn't know what to say, and it was like he was already walking away, and I was like, well, you're an asshole. <laughs> and then I just like started crying. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, so that was like residual eighth grade hatred that apparently got resurfaced senior year of high school when we were like eighteen. Well, well some people hold on to grudges. I mean, clearly mine against Jesse Benoit has yeah. not been lifted. It's not subsided. Um, anyways, let's take a little bit of a musical break. I'm going to play my sad set. And then when we get back, we are going to go ahead and talk about, let's talk about puberty friendships, because I feel like that's really important. Oh, definitely. With the whole standby me motif going on yes, here. And exactly. then, yeah. All right. We'll be back. Thanks for staying tuned. This is BFF.FM. I am Sensitive Urban Female, and we're in the studio with Sir Ted. Excellent question. Your lipstick is colored up by the angel I know exactly what goes on
Thank you. 
sing song that like <laughs> makes it like less aggressive puberty i was gonna say maybe it's something you saw in health class mm, probably not <laughs> just like making like it not as awkward i guess um so who was your best friend in eighth grade and why were they your best friend oh and man. did you beca- did you stay friends with them i had a few best friends in that era but the big one was my friend dill coleman who <laughs> Dill and I are uh, more than fine now. Um, he actually came to our job a while back. Oh, and really? Was there for the T Pain show? <gasps> I was at that T Pain show. Yeah, it was a good show. Did he do a bye? 
He did. He nice. did it through you. Oh my god, great. <laughs> so you you processed his credit card. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um the very weird part of that story though is that the only like issue we had at the show all night was because his girlfriend like was on the stage. I'm just kidding. No. Oh yeah, there were girls on the stage <laughs> that I No, his girlfriend passed out in the hallway. Oh. And we just thought it was a medical emergency, so like, you know, obviously responded and went over there to make sure she was okay yeah and all of a sudden i hear this voice of familiarity standing above me goes oh this happens to her sometimes and i look like (laughs) dill and then i realized it was his girlfriend um but dill and i were just inseparable from the end of fifth grade to were you guys neighbors ninth grade nah he lived in the center of town and i think that was kind of one of the things about growing up with him at that time that i liked Mm -hmm. because when you're that age, you know, you don't have anywhere to really go. Yeah. You can't go to parties yet because you're too young. You, you, unless you have, like, an arcade or a mall in your town, there really isn't much. But Dill kind of lived near the center of town mm-hmm. and our school. So if we were hanging out at Dill's house and subsequently his friend Dave, who mm-hmm. lived down the street, we could go anywhere. So we would walk to the school and maybe dick around on the playground <laughs> or we'd go to the convenience store and buy candy or, nice. you know, whatever dumb little kids do. But Dill and I were both weirdos. We had the same <laughs> sense of humor. No. And come eighth You were weird? Oh, I was so weird. <laughs> but come eighth grade in particular, we had this weird obsession with both Bill and Ted mm-hmm. and Jay and Silent Bob. Nice. Bill and Ted, I think, came from our names. Yeah. They, they were the same names, oh kind of. Oh, my God, cute. Dill and Ted. Dill and we Ted even went Ted. as Bill and Ted for Halloween one year, Aww. and we talked like them, and we thought we were super <laughs> funny and original. And then Jay and Silent Bob were just that, but on steroids, mm-hmm. because they cursed a lot, and they went on really outlandish adventures, so... Eighth grade, in particular, was a lot of time watching Mallrats and Wayne's World and stuff of that caliber. My other best friend was my neighbor, and me and him are still kind of friends to this Mm -hmm. day. But Dill was just the person who, at that age, I spent all my time with him. Did you ever have a falling out, or was it just kind of like... Oh, yeah, it was brutal. Um, oh, no. <laughs> one of the big fun things about puberty that I got to experience towards the latter half of it was I was in a band. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Oh, band drama. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> um, With a band comes the drama. Well, in seventh and eighth grade, you know, the bands I was in, we were very much about covering Blink-182 or mm-hmm. Incubus or whatever the fuck we knew would make young women in our hometown excited yes and well i mean we didn't have the advantage that say the jocks had yeah true or the kids who had access to beer or weed because by eighth and ninth grade that was kind of the thing that like came into play yeah there was girls were interested in guys who were a little more edgy than say us (laughs) so (laughs) we would cover you know some 41 and Newfound Glory in my friend's garage every day after school. And we eventually played at the school and at a couple parties. Some are going into high school. But when we got into high school, 
still was very much into virtuoso type music, like yeah. Steve Vai or uh, Yingve Malmsteen. And do you even know who I'm talking no. about? Okay, <laughs> absolutely not. They're just guitar virtuoso types. Very um, cool. But Dill was just starting to go down that route. He was really into jazz, and in his adult life, he's gone on to win awards for being an amazing jazz bass player. Oh, yeah. You know, he's very talented. But I was going the other way. I was so, at that era, into punk. And I'm talking here, now that puberty is coming to an end, <laughs> Blink-182, Alkaline Trio, all that stuff is yeah. kind of getting pushed behind me. And now I'm into the Sex Pistols and Minor Threat and The Clash. And- Something more like mature mature punk i was just kind of into the roots of it all you know that sex pistols album was a huge deal to me when i was in ninth grade i got suspended from school at one point and i remember that album being in heavy rotation i was also really (laughs) into the pixies at that time period also they were very much you know what i was all about but dill and the drummer were into fucking dream theater and all this crazy (laughs) shit like that. Yeah. And they wanted to start playing stuff like that, and I did not. And there were a lot of fights, and I remember them telling me if I wanted to get better, (laughs) I had to get a seven-string guitar. And when you're in ninth grade with no job, you can't just save up and buy a seven-string guitar. And not only that, I was trying to save up and buy a computer so I could be on AIM in my room. Yes. So there was all these other things, and... Yeah, we just had this big falling out because we didn't want to play music or hang out together. And the last thing we ever did as friends that summer was we went to Lollapalooza together. Oh, wow. That's fun. Yeah. I feel like when I was like young or like from like sixth to like ninth grade, I was like overly emotional because of like all of the hormones and shit. Of course. And I would like, I had an older friend, Jamie, who's like my still very good friend. She's probably like the my oldest friend. We became friends when i was in fifth grade and she was in sixth grade we did choir together okay she was like the year older than me so like i i only had friends that were in eighth grade when i was in seventh grade i didn't really have any friends and then when they went to high school i was like i don't have any friends so i had to like make new friends um but anyway she would always like fucking she was the one that like made me sneak out and like do bad things one time i was hanging out with her and like all my eighth grade friends um and we snuck out because they wanted to it was like the summer between my seventh grade to eighth grade in their eighth grade to freshman different mentality 100 percent. so we were like at the school i lived like behind an elementary school that we would just like go and play at and like these like i think they were sophomores going into junior year where they're hanging out and they were like hey like you guys are going to granite bay like blah 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 and they're like, why don't you guys come sneak out with us later? And they're like, okay. And my mom was like chilling, like relaxed and like wouldn't get as mad at us if we snuck out as the other parents would. So they like took advantage of that. I didn't want to sneak out. Like I didn't want to do anything bad, but like we snuck out. My brother caught us when we were leaving. He was also a sophomore going into junior year. Um, or no, he was a freshman going into sophomore year. So he is a year older than those girls. So he's like, fuck you lizzie like you can't leave like i'm gonna tell mom i'm like no don't tell mom just be cool just come with us like you can come with us and he was like brooding the whole time he was like super mad he like did not like these dudes because they were like clearly trying to hit on like these younger girls and they were like trying to get them to drink and like my brother didn't like any of my friends anyways because he thought they were stupid and he's like you're smarter than that blah blah blah. so we were like all we snuck out we like went t-ping it was like not fun we get back home in the morning 
my mom comes to me and she's like elizabeth what did you just do last night and i was like what and i look at johnny and he's like i'm like you motherfucker damn he, he ratted my you mom. out oh so rude and my mom got so mad because she's like i give you guys so much freedom you don't need to sneak out with people and do that like and she was like yelling at my friend jamie because jamie was like her second daughter essentially because like my mom really trusted her um to like be a good example or whatever she's like you know she looks up to you why would you let her do that like why would you encourage her to do that and jamie like felt so bad because like her parents like weren't super nice to her like growing up but my mom was always like the one that like was nice to her so she's like yeah the first time that your mom like she calls my mom sunshine (laughs) she's like the first time sunshine said she was disappointed in me it just like made me feel horrible like shit like like, she's like, even when my parents say it, I don't care. But, like, when your mom said it, like, it really hurt my feelings. Well, at least she felt remorse because. Oh, mean, yeah. No, they apologized. And, like, Jane, like, I've never been grounded. It was, like, the only time I'd ever been grounded. And, like, I was only grounded for, like, three days because my mom knew it wasn't, like, like, I was just doing it because of peer pressure. She's like, don't do shit like that. That's stupid. And then, like, I was like, literally anytime, Ted, I did anything bad when I was younger, I got caught, which is probably for the best. <laughs> also, just, like, clearly really bad at lying um i am i have been and always will be well um, i instantly thought though have you ever seen 13 no you never seen that movie Mm-mm. uh I'll, I'll let you borrow it sometime okay, but on your dvd on my dvd collection Ted yeah. has an extensive dvd collection which i think is just hilarious but huge dvd collection um but that's a movie about a 13 year old girl and mm-hmm. like she's hanging out with a girl who's a little older and a little more experienced and wild than her and you know, she gets herself kind of into situations like that. Yeah. But they, of course, go really bad. I just remember being, like, so self-conscious and, like, wanting these people to like me so bad. And I don't, I mean, like, I'm still such a people pleaser. It's, like, clearly, like, kind of just, like, ingrained in my human being. But, like, I think around, like, sophomore year of high school, I was like, oh, I don't care if people don't, like, like me. I don't care if they think I'm annoying. I just want them to not think I'm an asshole. So as long as they don't think I'm an asshole and, like, don't have any actual ammunition to say that I'm a mean person, then I don't give a shit if they think I'm annoying or weird. I mean, that was the big shift for me leaving puberty, actually, was that I always was this obnoxious kid, but I wasn't willing to kind of represent myself, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I just was this, but I also was kind of a coward about it. Yeah. But... By the end of eighth grade, I kind of just rocked it. I knew I was a weirdo. I knew I had a sense of humor that was a little different because I mean, I grew up as a kid listening to weird stand-up comedy tapes when I went to sleep <laughs> or watching movies that my parents thought were funny that maybe the rest of my class didn't think was funny because they only thought certain movies could be funny, like Road Trip yeah. or something like I can remember loving Groundhog Day and Ghostbusters and stuff like that when I was really young. And then, you know, American Pie was the big deal. And I I did say I wanted to bring up American Pie. Because talk about a movie that really fucks up your sense of puberty. Because that movie came out when I was going from fifth to sixth grade. It came out the summer of 99. And I remember going to see it at my friend dave's house (laughs) but dave first of all i don't know if you remember this about certain tvs but sometimes people had to have their tv on 
a certain channel in order for the VCR to play. Yes. And for whatever reason, at Dave's house, it was the E network. <laughs> so, you know, every time his mom walks in, he has to stop the tape and we're watching like E True Hollywood Story oh on God, the yes. Olsen twins or, like, or John Benet Ramsey or something <laughs> yes. weird like that. Oh, God. Yeah. So I remember watching American Pie for the first time in his house and being like, oh my God, like, I'm going to have to do this. I don't even know what any of this actually like, is. What's that mean? There were certain scenes I didn't even understand what was happening. Like, you're talking about the whole males ejaculating thing. <laughs> like, there's the scene in the movie where the guy, like, he does it in a cup of beer and then, yeah. like, Sean William Scott drinks it. And the first time I saw that, I was like, why did the beer make him sick? Like, I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't understand what had happened. Yes. Yeah, no, there's so many things that just fly over kids' heads, like, in these, like, adult-esque mu- movies yeah. that are, like, still geared towards children, like, advertised towards children. Oh, that movie was totally advertised towards my age group. And yeah. that was one of the big things that was so controversial about it. It was not for kids my age. No. Hell no. no. <laughs> so uh, so crazy. Uh, yeah. Um and I didn't even know what the hell I was doing with watching that movie. You know, it, it if anything it kind of intimidated me more because Oh yeah. But then again, you know, going back to what I said, I just sort of got done with puberty and by then accepted that yeah, I don't know everything and yeah, I'm a fucking weirdo <laughs> and I wear Mr. Clean t-shirts and <laughs> Uh, you know yes i love it growing sideburns you know i i just went with it and by you know the middle of high school everyone kind of chilled out dealt with it for sure i, I think the it. weed mellowed me out a lot too though so i didn't do that in high school so you were a better kid than i was i was i, I was a little degenerate i was a very good kid um anyways going on that note uh let's listen to some joy division the saddest song in the world oh, we'll yeah. be right back on slightly sobbing bff.fm
every right to be And hello, we are back. Thank you guys all for staying with us this entire time with the painful truths about puberty. The painful life truths. Yeah, it's more than just getting a mustache. It's it's a state of mind. You know, it also is about getting a mustache, though. On both ends of the spectrum, probably. Um, but anyways, so the big thing we have yet to touch on that we're quickly going to touch on before we leave you here today is music. Because I don't know about Ted, but the first music that I actually felt like I was... Um, chosen or i chose myself was like in middle school oh yeah i mean i think too the fact that we both grew up in the pop punk era Mm -hmm. of music i mean it was such a huge deal to have these artists singing about such emotional stuff it was very emotional but on like a level that we could vibe with like I know Bruce Springsteen was singing some emotional stuff and Bob Dylan, but they were singing about it in a way that was complex and yeah. interesting. You know, you analyze a Bob Dylan song about his long lost love and it's filled with this amazing poetry. Blink-182 or something like that, they were lame and they were goofy, but they spoke to us on our own playing field. Like we understood what they were saying uh, that's so interesting too though because it's like am, are these people like are i i feel like when i was in eighth grade like i had like this false sense of like maturity but then i just like realized in hindsight like these people were just like a little immature oh totally these, like emo lyrics well my friend always used to have this parody blink song where he'd sing a line about how the principal was being mean to them at school but like they were dudes in their late 20s stupid but like so true (laughs) oh it's totally true i mean that song josie by them was always so like one of my favorites but i didn't even understand you know he's talking about like his girlfriend picking him up when he's drunk and she brings him mexican food and i didn't even understand what that meant yet but i felt like this created in my mind this desired woman who just understood me unconditionally the way she (laughs) understood Mark Hoppus. And I'm thinking about this in fucking sixth grade while I'm trying to just figure out who I am and what being a a man, I use that with air quotes, by the way, but you guys can't see that. Yeah. But what being a man really means. It's just so interesting, too, because it's like, I was so... Like, I was like, yes, this speaks to me. I'm going to put this on my MySpace and everyone's going to know how deep and cool I am. Like, <laughs> I'm, it's so, I'm so problematic. Yeah, so or, dumb. Or you'd pick like a choice lyric to be your AOL. About me or whatever. Yeah, your profile or your away message. <laughs> I feel like the one that so many girls my age did going into like high school was the, the first cut is the deepest. Oh my God. Who the yes. fuck wrote that song? The first 
yeah that one i think like cheryl crow or some shit oh yeah they were all about that song and crazy coincidentally most of the girls who had that in their profile on aol are now super into like taylor swift nice you know into it common uh musical development there yeah all right from cheryl to taylor (laughs) From Cheryl to Taylor, my new memoir. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is on BFF.FM. Thank you, excellent question slash Ted, for joining us. Thank you, Lizzie, for having me. We love puberty, and we love you. Thanks for staying tuned, and I hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Say bye. Oh, bye. Nice. Just got paid and now you're gone I'll set you please If I get scared I'll just call you Beat your claws out and